I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark and Mowing in the Light podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you have chosen to tune in to a Faith Friday episode and welcome. If this is your first time to the Mowing in the Dark podcast or to the Mowing in the Light podcast, I really do extend a really nice heartfelt welcome to you because... I loved ha- I love having you guys here. It's just amazing. I I would rather talk to you than talk to myself. So, with all that being said, welcome. So, the way we do these Faith Friday podcasts, it doesn't really have anything to do with lawn care. I know these are lawn care titled podcasts, and they are, but the Mowing in the Light podcast is only the Faith Friday episodes from the Mowing in the Dark podcast, and that's why I renamed it Mowing in the Light, because I have some listeners that only want to listen to the Mowing in the Light, or the Mowing, uh, the Faith Friday, I'm sorry, the Faith Friday episodes. So I decided, you know what, let's let's change it up a little bit, I'll make a whole new podcast just for those people, and then these episodes will also air on the Mowing in the Dark podcast, where all my lawn care listeners are, are because sometimes as lawn care providers, we have to work the weekends and we can't make it to church. This is a great way to get some Bible into your life. All right. So how we do these episodes here is I, we take a book of the Bible and we go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and we kind of break it down. All right. So I will read the entire chapter, not the entire book, just the entire chapter. Then we'll go back to verse one and we'll break it down verse by verse. All right. So before we go any further, I want to play the podcast. Uh, what do I want to call them? The podcast sponsors. Okay. I have to have a sponsor here just to keep the lights on and pay for this equipment and stuff. So With that being said, here's the show sponsor or the show ad, whatever you want to call it, and we'll be right back. As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. All right, guys, so the way we do this here, I already explained how we do it, but I also want to give a disclaimer that I am not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't go to college for Bible or any of this stuff. I just love the Word of God. I love getting it into people's ears because our our world is full of people who call themselves Christians but don't ever read the Word. And so that was the whole goal in starting this episode per week was to get God's word into people's ears. 
And what it's turned into is some people in our industry, in the lawn care industry or the green industry, kind of use this as a church service. And so if you want to do that, that's fine. I don't, I don't care. Um, I just want God's word to get into your ears. All right. So with that being said, let's jump into 1 John. We're in 1 John. Uh, we've been going through 1 John for the last couple of weeks here. Uh, so if you are new here, go back to the beginning of 1 John. That way you get the whole context. Um, and then and then just binge listen all of 1 John. It's it's not that long. We're, we're about, uh, I think this is the fifth week in 1 John. So um, it's not too terribly long. The episodes are about 45 minutes long. Um, so you can listen and just catch up if you want every Sunday or throughout the week. It doesn't matter. But I do like you to get God's word in context. That's why I read the entire chapter and don't just do sections. Now, there are times when it's just such a long chapter that I do break it up uh, where it makes sense to do so. Uh, Not trying to uh, take away from the context of what's being said. So with that being said, let's jump into 1 John chapter 4. And I'm going to start at verse 1. We're going to go all the way to the end of the chapter, and then we'll jump back. If you're at home watching this or listening this, yes, these videos are on video. However, you can only find them on Rumble. All right. I found that posting them on my YouTube channel, which is Lansing Lawn Service, that's where I post all the mowing in the dark episodes, um, is that it started messing with the analytics. And so uh, because... There are forces in this world that don't like God's word to be propagated out so people can hear it. So all of these episodes are on Rumble. I find that while I don't make any money on Rumble, um, it's monetized, but I don't make any money on Rumble. Um, I think I've made, since I've been on it, which has been like a little over a year, I've made $5.06. All right. And that $5 was actually a special promotion or whatever. So really I've only made six cents on rumble. So rumble is not paying the bills. I don't do these episodes for the money. All right. I do these faith Friday episodes to get God's word into your ears and everyone's ears that wants to listen. So with that being said, I don't care about the money. I care about it getting out to you. So Um, but for my Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel, I do care about that money because it does help with making the YouTube videos, supporting the equipment that I need to buy for this podcast. And so I do care a little bit about that money. And so that's why all of these Faith Friday episodes can only be found on Rumble. All right. So you can find them on the podcast here. You can find them on the Mowing in the Light podcast, and you can also find them on Rumble. All right, so let's jump into, without any further ado, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not exo- acknowledge Jesus is from is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, 
which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Everyone does not, whoever, I'm sorry, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God shows us, I'm sorry, let me go back to verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him, and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because of this world, because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And that ends verse or chapter 4. So, now let's go back to verse 1. Alright? Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Alright, so, we need to be testing every single thing that we hear. Let's pause. So, we need to be testing every single thing that we hear with God's word, first of all. All right, so if you go to a church, if you're attending a church for the first time and you hear the pastor say something that doesn't really, it doesn't sound quite right, you need to go to the Word of God. 
You need to you need to study. You need to figure out if what he said was true. Write it down. Take a piece of paper. Write down what he said as close as you can remember, and look it up, because what he's what he's saying might be false. It might not line up with the word of God. Same thing here with with me speaking to you. If what I say does not sound right with the word of God, please check it out. Look it up. Study it. Come at me. Say that I'm wrong. I want to know. I want to 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 have it right. I don't want to be wrong. All right. So if I make a mistake, I, I'm human. We're all human. We need to know, though, that pastor needs to know. If you feel so led, email them. Say, hey, I heard you say this on Sunday. I just wanted to say I've been studying this. It doesn't sound right. All right. And then it, it, John says here, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, in Romans, I believe it's in Romans, maybe it's earlier in 1 John, um, They either Paul or John talks about... Um, antichrists and that the antichrists that are in the world antichrists i think it's earlier in first john um uh, maybe it's in romans i can't remember but he says watch out because these antichrists went out from us these antichrists plural were in the church and so we have to be vigilant. We can't just sit in the pew at church or in the cushy seat at church and take verbatim what the pastor says as truth. We need to be in the word. That's that's another reason why I do this podcast is so that we know the truth. You know, I, I study this book every single day because I want to know the truth so that I don't become deceived. All right. Verse two. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. All right, so now John's telling us how we can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, he is from God. All right, so if if you're if you're going to a church where it's a progressive church let's say and they believe that Jesus was a good man but they don't believe that Jesus the the Jesus that came to earth the Jesus of the Bible if they don't believe that he was fully God and fully man I'm sorry that they're not of God if you go to a church that says Jesus Christ came to earth and divested himself of all that was God, divested his godliness and was here as a man only, those people are not from God because they are saying Jesus Christ is no longer the son of God to divest himself of all that is God would mean that he is no longer a son of God. He is just a man that is not jiving with the scripture. I know I use the word jive and that's a really old word. <laughs> all right. From the seventies. <laughs> all right, let's go on. Verse three, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. 
So there, there could be two ways that you could not acknowledge Jesus. First, that Jesus was just a good man, a good prophet. He came and he was just a good prophet, but he was not God. Or you could say that Jesus didn't come at all. I don't believe that Jesus came at all, which means you have to throw out the entire scripture, um, which not even the Muslims do. The Muslims believe that Jesus came and was a good prophet. So they, they take they don't throw out the Bible, but they do say that Jesus was just a good prophet, that he was not the Son of God. Both of those, both of those mean that those people are not from God. Because you can't have it that way. Jesus was fully God and fully man. Alright? Um, so if if any spirit acknowledges that Jesus was not or does not acknowledge that Jesus, Jesus, then they are not from God. All right. Um, one instance that I, I sticks out in my mind is Kenneth Copeland and that sect of religion. Now I'm not sure it's actually Kenneth Copeland, so don't quote me that Kenneth Copeland said this. Okay, this is not a quote, but he comes to mind. There are. Um, let, let me erase Kenneth Copeland. We'll go with Bethel, Bethel church. Um, Bill Johnson, Bill Johnson believes that he, that Jesus Christ completely divested himself of all that was God and came to earth solely as a man so that he could live a sinless life as completely as a man. And that, that means that we as men can completely live a sinless life. I'm sorry, that is completely heretical. Jesus did not divest himself of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He didn't divest himself of that, of his deity. He came as fully God and fully man. That's the only way that any human can live this life without sin. Because, hello, Adam sinned, Eve sinned, we were born in iniquity, which means sin, which means that Jesus would have had to been born in sin. He was not. He was born of a virgin, and the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, all right? So Jesus could not have divested himself of, of his deity and still lived a sinless life. All right, let's keep going here. Verse four. Uh, oh, back to verse three. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not God, is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. So if a spirit does not acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God, that is the Antichrist. We have a lot of people a lot of there's been some worship leaders there's been some pastors who have stepped out of the faith and they have said I don't believe in the bible I don't believe that that this whole thing is is legitimate they they've said that one that comes to mind is the guy that wrote wrote kiss I kiss dating goodbye um Joshua Harris he no longer believes in in this he doesn't believe and so he was an antichrist. That's what the Bible says here. He was an antichrist. And there's all types and forms of antichrists. All right? 
This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So it's already, the Antichrist is already in the world, but the one Antichrist, just like I like to think of it as the Lord of the Rings, you know, the one ring to rule them all. Um, the one ring to rule them all hasn't come yet, but the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. All right. Verse four, you dear children are from God and have overcome them. You've overcome the spirit of the Antichrist because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The spirit that is in us, if we are believers in Jesus Christ, true believers in Jesus Christ, the spirit that lives in us is greater than the spirit that lives in the world. Verse five, they are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. So the Antichrist, these popular, very popular pastors, you got to be careful. These mega church pastors, you have to be careful. There are some really good mega church pastors. There really are. There are some that are really not. You have to be careful. You have to be in the word to know whether they are from God or not. You have to have that discernment. The only way you get that spiritual discernment is through the word of God. All right. Um, and the world listens to them. The world loves them. I mean, come on. If Oprah, who is a, is a uh, universalist, if she, if she is in love with the teachings of Joel Osteen, there's a problem there with Joel Osteen. All right. So we have to be careful. I know some, some people might be listening that love Joel Osteen. I get it. I get it. You got to be careful because some of the things that he says are completely heretical. He, you, he doesn't even use the Bible in his messages. You have to, I mean, that's a red flag right there. That is a red flag. All right. Verse six. We are from God, that meaning the apostles, okay? I looked this up in, a comment, in my commentary, um, and they, they agree that this is the apostles that he is, he is referring to here. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, the apostles. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. All right, you got to remember these apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. All right, the spirit of God came down and set upon them like a flame on their heads. So they were filled with the Holy Spirit without mistake. All right, and so if, if, if we don't listen to them, then we are not in God. A, a good example of this, I have so many examples of this, um, on what I'm noticing on Instagram, there's a lot more reels that are coming out from seventh day Adventists. And so I've interacted a little bit with them uh, because they are big on keeping the Sabbath, which is Saturday. And Christians believe that the Sabbath is on the Lord's day Sunday. And so they are very big that if you don't keep the Sabbath, you're going to hell. All right. That's, that's like, 
you, if you don't keep the Sabbath, you're going to hell. And so I've, I've argued a little bit with them, not too much, but a little bit. And, and a lot of them have said in the comments that I would, I would much rather take the teachings of Jesus and not even pay attention to the apostles' teachings. So they're throwing out the rest of the Bible, all, all of the New Testament, except for the four Gospels, and, and keeping the rest of the Bible. That doesn't jive with this verse right here, does it? I, I use that word jive again. I guess I must be an old soul or something. That, that if we don't listen to the, the writings of the apostles, then the Spirit of God is not in us. If we don't, if we don't listen to them, we're not listening to Jesus is, is essentially what they're saying here because they are filled with the Holy Spirit and we know it without a doubt. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. Again, that's the apostles. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth. This is how you recognize the spirit of truth in someone. If they're not listening to the teachings of the apostles, the spirit of truth is not in them. And this is also how we recognize the spirit of falsehood. If they don't listen to these people, then we know that they don't believe the truth. Simple as that. That's what John is saying here. Let's keep going. Verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. All right, so this is not a worldly love that he is talking about here. This is love between brethren, okay, between believers. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. 1 John is written to believers. It states that in the beginning of the book, all right? Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Again, this is to believers. So he's saying to the church, if you're in the church and you don't love your brothers, now you can disagree, you can argue, you can, that happens in my church all the time. In our Sunday school class, we do our Sunday school kind of like this, where the adults sit in the sanctuary, and it's a smaller group of us. It's not the whole church. The whole church doesn't come. But sometimes we get into arguments about things, and it's okay because we do it in love. We want to know the truth, and the way to know the truth is to sometimes argue about it. We have to argue about it and figure it out. We have to, we have to sharpen each other. That's iron sharpening iron. Sometimes like tectonic plates, we rub together to create an earthquake. And when all the dust is settled, settled, we rebuild, right? And, and we come up stronger, okay? And that's the same thing with disagreements, but we still love one another. Okay, verse 8, whatever does not, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. All right. We know this from uh, John 3, 16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Right? So this is how we show his love among us. Or that this is how he showed that how God showed his love among us. So God sent his one and only Son to die for us that we might live through him. You have it, life comes through the Son. It doesn't come through God the Father, it comes through the Son. Verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So often in the church, we get this wrong. It's not about us showing our love to God by worshiping him. Yes, we should worship God. Absolutely. The Bible commands us to do so. But our love doesn't save us. Our love to God doesn't save us. It is God's love for us that saves us not the other way around. There is nothing we can do in our in and of ourselves that can save us. Nothing. All right? Verse 10 again. This is love that we that not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What's an atoning sacrifice? Well, in the Old Testament, to really understand the New Testament, you have to read the Old Testament, especially the first five books, the Pentateuch, all right, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, all right, that's where you get all these sacrifice things, you really learn about it, um, and an atoning sacrifice was a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice that the priests would make on the behalf of the people to atone for their sins. That's the only way their sins could be forgiven in the Old Testament was a blood sacrifice. This is saying that the Son of God, Jesus, was sent as an atoning sacrifice. And he, the Bible in Romans says that he was the final sacrifice, the final atoning sacrifice. We don't need to do sacrifices anymore because Jesus came and was the final sacrifice. All right, verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So Paul, or John is tying this in with love because obviously we have to. Because Jesus coming to earth, God sending his son to earth, and Jesus obeying that um, as a covenant, God and Jesus made a covenant together before the foundations of the world that Jesus should come and die on a cross for the sins of man. That is good news right there because it tells us that before the foundations of the world, Jesus chose to come and die for us. All right. Um, let's see. Verse 11 again, just to be clear. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We got we to gotta die to ourselves and we got to die for our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Verse 12. No one who has ever seen God I'm sorry, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. All right, uh, let's go on to verse 13. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. So if, if we have chosen to follow Jesus 
and we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ raised from the dead, if we believe that, first of all, we have the spirit of Jesus Christ in us. All right. Um, Verse 14. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Okay. So those two verses go together. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. So if, if, if we have the, the spirit of God living in us, then we know that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. And if we believe that, then we have the spirit. Verse 15, and he clears it up here. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. Simple, isn't it? If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. All right. That's been my memory verse this week. Just trying to remember that. I'm sorry, guys, if if I appear distracted, I've had a coughing fit or two. And so it's, it's taken a toll on me. So I am a little distracted and I'm trying to, to get over that, but it's, it's really tough. So bear with me, please. All right. Verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Verse seven, or continuing verse 16. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. All right. Again, this is not a worldly love. This is a brotherly love between believers. Okay. Because we, the world defines love completely different than, than the church defines love. The church defines love as someone laying down their life for someone else. All right. That is love. The worldly love is, oh, I love you. I love tacos. I love burgers. I love, I love men. I love women. I love, 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 love. And you can fall in love and you can fall out of love. When you lay your life down for someone else, there's no falling out of that love. You've chosen to lay your life down for that person. You're willing to die for them. All right. That is love. That's Jesus coming to die on a cross for us. That's love. Verse 17. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. All right. So when we have this love, we can have that confidence that John is talking about here on the day of judgment, when every single one of us will be go, will go before the throne of God and, and plead our case. God is a judge. All right. And he is, he, we will have to plead our case to him. Am I guilty or am I not guilty? And the only way that we are not guilty is by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's why it's so important to be sure that you're in the faith. You can, you can say that you believe all that you want. You can say that you know Jesus all that you want, but if you don't test yourself, if you don't examine yourself and be sure that you are in the faith, you may not be. It is so important, so critical, so vital to, to examine yourself on a daily basis to be sure that you're in the faith. It is so important 
Because I, I would hate for anyone to get before the throne of God and be that person who goes before the throne of God and God says, depart from me, I never knew you. When you thought all along you lived a good life, you thought you were a believer. I would hate that for every single person because it, it, that would be such a tragedy to, to assume that you know God and you get before his throne and he says, depart from me. I never knew you. That, that would be a tragedy. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. This struck me. This struck me this morning as I read through it in my, my personal quiet time is that there's no fear in love. Now in, in my relationship with my wife, I still, I have doubts sometimes. I sometimes wonder, you know, is she attracted to someone else is, and she probably has the same thing for me because that's not perfect love. We don't have perfect love. We're, we're still refining. Yes, we love each other. We would lay down our lives for each other, but we, we still have those doubts. But there is no fear in love. And, and one thing, like, I might think that, oh, my wife might be attracted to someone else. But I don't have the fear that she's going to go out and act on that. I don't have that fear. And hopefully she doesn't have that fear with me. But perfect love drives out fear. So when we, when we accept and know that we know that we know that Jesus Christ died for our sins and that God raised him from the dead, we know that we know that we know that we know. That love drives out fear. We don't have to fear anymore. We don't have to fear the devil anymore. We don't have to see Satan around every corner. We don't because we have that love and it drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Fear has to do with punishment. Are you afraid of punishment? Are you afraid of going before the Lord and all of a sudden realizing, oh no, I lived my life and I was in the church, but I never really truly believed. That's fear. That's fear. That is like the worst fear. So if you have that fear of judgment, that fear of, uh, man, I'm going to hell. I, I am afraid that I'm going to go to hell. When I get before the throne of God, I am afraid that I am going to go to hell. Then maybe you don't have that perfect love. Maybe you don't have the love of Jesus Christ in your heart. Maybe you haven't accepted that free gift of salvation. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Do you hear that? The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So do I have a fear that I'm going to go to hell 
on Judgment Day. I have a, uh, I don't even want to call it a fear. I don't fear that. I fear not being in God's love. That's what I fear. I don't fear judgment because I know that I know that I know that I have received Jesus Christ, that I have received the Holy Spirit. I know that I know that I know. And so I don't have that fear of judgment, but I do have the fear of disappointing God. That's the fear that I have. And I have a fear of God's wrath. I do have that. Because God has, I mean, he is all powerful above everything else. So I do have that fear. Let's see, verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Period. We love because he first loved us. We lay our lives down for our brothers because Jesus first laid his life down for us. Verse 20. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. So if you don't have love for your your brother in Christ, if you're hating, if you're gossiping, if you're talking behind their back, if you're spreading lies about them, sorry, it says you don't have love and cannot love God. You cannot love God. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Simple enough. Sounds clear to me. I mean, if you're not loving your brother, you're not loving God. That's what he, That's what I get from that. Verse 21. And he has given us this command. All right, listen up. This is a command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. If you don't love your brother, you don't love God. That is a command. It's not it's not a suggestion, it's a command. So, that ends 1 John chapter 4. Guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening to this. I really appreciate it. The word of God is powerful in your life. I hope that these these podcasts have an impact on your life. They help you get through your day. They they give you a church service to attend. Now, this isn't a church service. This doesn't replace the church. We need to be in the church. We are to be a part of the body of Christ in a local body. All right. But this, if you can't attend your church, this at least gets you in the word. And, and I pray, it is my prayer that these podcasts serve as a, a, a conduit to get you into reading the word of God yourself every single day. That's, that's my prayer. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you in the next Faith Friday episode.